Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Hey, welcome to church. You may be seated. My name's Caleb. If we haven't had the privilege of meeting, welcome. Who enjoyed Jaden's testimony just before? I saw him sneak in somewhere, Jaden. If you're here, wherever you are, uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, as Dan mentioned, we're in an Advent time as a church. Advent is kind of uh, the four weeks leading up to Christmas. We talked about, uh, what did we talk about last week? Anyone remember? Pop quiz. I just forgot and I'm trying to make it feel like you forgot. Is that good? Now, come on. Who, who was it? We had a testimony of who? Come on. Lincoln. And what did he talk about? Hope. He talked about hope. Lincoln, my man right there. Thank you for sharing last week. So I've had Lincoln and Jaden, and we've got two more testimonies coming the next two weeks as we unpack the four weeks of Advent. Advent is an important month in the Christian calendar. We look forward to celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus. Also, it's a time for us to look forward to the second coming of Christ. I know I don't talk about it much, but you know what? We believe that Jesus is coming back. So not only do we have this past hope of Jesus coming that we celebrate on Christmas, not only do we have him overcoming the cross, overcoming sin and death, but also we have this second coming again that we look forward to with anticipation of his return. So not only is it a message of the past, but it's a message of our future. It's a wake-up call to us to go, hey, how are we living today? And as we celebrate Jesus, let's become more like him every single day. Let's not be in shock or scared or nervous when at the thought of him coming back. Let's be proud that our king is returning for his people. So peace today. I want to I talk to you about peace. I'm going to start with part of the Christmas story. I'm going to read together from Luke chapter 2, verse 4. Are you ready? Who was surprised with a silent night in the Christmas tree? Does it feel like Christmas is just coming so fast? Joey's been there, Joe Noonan, with Dear Santa. Why don't we thank Joe for all the hard work she's been doing with Dear Santa. Um, seriously, Christmas, Christmas for Joey started about four or five months ago. So uh, she spends six months on Christmas every year. But um, we, we're blessed as a church to be a blessing. So that's really cool, Joey, that we get to do that. But let's read from Luke chapter 2, verse 4. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, this is the census, by the way, uh, his betrothed wife, who was with child. Everyone say, with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Who feels like sometimes it can be deliverance women? Can you get an amen there? Am I allowed to say that? Too much? For her to be delivered, verse 7, and she brought forth her first her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Everyone go, oh. Verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and, glo- and uh, the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all, what? To all? To all people. 
For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and singing, saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. And on earth, peace. And goodwill toward men or mankind. At the birth of Jesus, peace was proclaimed. Do you know that because of Christ, we have full access to peace? Peace is not like Jaden mentioned, something that you need a yoga retreat to experience. Our world, I feel like, has ruined peace for us, that it's this inward thing. No, 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 peace is a gift of God. Peace is a witness of his presence. This is a manual, which means this guy over here, no, it doesn't. Hey, Emmanuel, by the way. It means that God is with us. And when God came into the earth, peace was proclaimed. It says at the end there that I read, and on earth, goodwill toward men. Some translations say it a bit differently. It says, uh, peace to those he is pleased with, which is a bit of a, oh, this is awkward. It's one of those. Uh, but doing some more research on what this goodwill means, it, the best interpretation that I can come up with it is almost the word cooperation and uh, goodwill towards those that cooperate with God, that become part of Him, that, that, that live according to His plan, that partake of this peace that He has to offer. So what is peace? I've got two things that I want to speak on this morning. And my prayer is that at the end of this, we would just have a moment just to receive a fresh peace of God. I'm not sure what your weeks look like. I'm not sure what you're challenged with this morning, but I believe that we're going to walk out knowing the peace of God this morning. The first thing I want to talk about, and I've already alluded to this, but peace is a product of His presence. Just on a side note, can we just stop there for a second? Um, I'm not sure if you've heard, but um, we've just got someone here with Tourette's, and I was having a conversation the other day, and I was so blessed by this. Um, I was, having, I was chatting with her, sorry, I don't mean to embarrass you, but um, I'm not trying not to look, but I um, was having a conversation, she's like, hey, I hope you don't mind me yelling at myself, I'm like, no, not, not at all, she's like, this is the first place I've ever come where I learn about God, so thank you for having me, and I was just like, no, 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 thank you for coming, this is a blessing that we get to like, um, this is so cool that this is the church, so please don't be put off by anything, uh, we're the church, uh, but peace is a product of his presence. We've been reading a lot from the book of Haggai lately, and as you may, have, may not have known, if you haven't known, can I encourage you, uh, get a hearing test. Maybe you can borrow someone's hearing aids. But um, Haggai chapter 2, verse 9 says, The glory of the latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give peace. The prophetic word that Haggai had was that the peace of God would follow the presence of God. It would be that this latter temple, not a building, because we understand this now through the New Testament and the view that we are the temple of God. So not is he indwelling a building in Jerusalem, he's indwelling, indwelling the lives of his people. So if his presence is in us, guess what accompanies his presence? Peace. So we can have full access to peace because his presence is in us. We are found in his presence. It's a gift. I will give, it says, he gives us peace. The birth of Jesus brought peace. I've experienced this in my life, have you? 
There's moments when I have been feeling overwhelmed with life. Anyone experienced that? Just me, thank you. No, there's a couple? I've explained you're just feeling overwhelmed. Maybe you're anxious or maybe your mind is just like on repeat and just going around and your world is just spinning. And in that moment, can I encourage you, don't turn from God. I'm guilty of just busying myself and imagining that there's nothing really going on in my head. Anyone guilty of that? If you see Caleb working on a random project, don't worry. It's just him trying to process things in his head in his own strength. The amount of projects or jobs that I've started doing randomly, like I need to build a garden, or I need to do this, or I need to clean the car, or I need to mow the lawn. No, you don't. You just need to deal with the anxiety that's going on in your mind slats. I'm preaching to myself here. But there's these moments where I deal with it that way, or the other alternative is I go, hey, God, I come to you right now. God, I don't want to make this by myself. God, I, I ask for your peace afresh. There's been moments where it's looked like to me driving in my car and I just deliberately put on a worship song and I just go, no, 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 God, flood me with your peace. God, still my anxious mind. God, take this, this fear or whatever it is, this anxiety away from me because I have access to your peace. These are moments that we can cry out to God and I've met his presence. Peace is a product of his presence. Maybe this morning you worship despite the way you were feeling. I pray that you experience peace this morning. I pray that his peace is so evident in our lives that when we turn our focus off ourselves on this sort of the immediate needs and we're going to know, God, you are the Prince of Peace, as Dan mentioned. It's you, God, and, and I align my thoughts with your thoughts because your ways are higher then my ways and your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. God, I focus and I receive your peace right in this moment. Can I encourage you, if you're not experiencing peace, maybe you're not stewarding his presence. If we're not experiencing peace, maybe we're not stewarding his presence. I am so quick to busy myself. We don't need help literally watching another episode doing another thing, whatever it is, but we try, to, we try to numb ourselves rather than come into the alignment of who God is, receive his presence, and by benefit, his peace. The second thing I know or have learned about peace is that it's a disposition of a disciple. Like It's almost like a, a litmus tester or a mark of someone who's a disciple of Jesus. I recently brought a spa. It's like you, you have no idea. My lifelong dream was to own a spa. In my defense, I haven't had my first power bill yet, so who knows how long this will last. But um, it, when I brought this, the kit of chemicals, it comes with the little strips that you dip in to test the water. Do you know what I'm talking about? You sort of got to wave it in and flick it and then wait to read it and then add more chemicals to adjust it. But, but if this is almost like, peace is almost like a marker on that. That if we were to place one of these strips, these test strips in your life, I could say, no, no, is this person a disciple? Wait a minute, let's have a look. Yes, because like we see the evidence of peace in the life of a disciple. Peace is a, it's a, what is it, disposition of our disciple. Well, that's great for you to say, Caleb, but how do you know that? Can I just backtrack for a moment? I'm going to go through a bit of information now, but I believe it's critical so that we can understand why we can have peace no matter what circumstances. It does not matter. You may say, Caleb, you don't know me. You don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'm, I may not know the details, but what I do know is I know God 
and I've experienced his presence. And my experience has been that his presence has always brought peace in my life. So three things that Jesus did. I'll be quick so we can get to where I want to go. The first thing he did is that he made a way for us to be right with God. Two of the biggest days on the Christian calendar, Christmas and Easter. The death of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection brought about the forgiveness of sin and the healing of brokenness. No longer is humanity at war with God. No longer are we separated from God. No longer is there a chasm that we can't cross. No, no, no. He made us right with him. This is a bit morbid, but has anyone been to a cemetery lately? And you've seen the RIP on everything? Rest in peace. We have this obsession deep down that we are searching for peace. And if we can't find it in this life, maybe we will find it in the next life. Can I encourage us that we can LIP, that because of Christ, that we can live in peace because we're no longer at war with him. It's not just a peace in a life to come. You know that, right? Hey, it's not just that I'm going to struggle street my way through this life because then I will have peace there. No, he's, if his peace is a, it's a, thing of his presence and I can have access to it now and I can live in peace now. You, do you know that we're born again? I believe that I made a decision to follow Jesus and that transformed my life. I used to be feel like I was at war with God. I used to feel distant from him but now I come into his presence not because of my goodness but because of what he has done for me. Therefore I have full access to his peace. I'm no longer an enemy of God, but rather at peace with God. I can live in peace. You see, God didn't cancel free will, unfortunately. <laughs> Seriously, if we just got rid of the humans, the earth would be great. <laughs> so that's why we don't have world peace as such. I'm sorry, Miss Congeniality, if you've seen that movie. That's what it reminds me every time I say world peace. <laughs> we don't have world peace like that. But we have this inner peace that's a gift of his presence because we have been made right with God. His birth brought peace. Our new birth brings peace. We are made right with God. Number two, he showed us a better way to live. Do you know the example that we have of Christ? Like this is so beautiful, the way that Christ lived. See, many people today are trying to use... <laughs> This part of the message, are trying to use the way of Christ or the life of Christ without being born again and without becoming a disciple because they know that it is the best way to live. He showed us a better way to live. Can I read for you from Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, I'm going to read from verse, sorry, Matthew 6, verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one single day or one cubit to his stature? Verse 28, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon, the richest man in the Bible, in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if your God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, 
Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? 31, therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. What does that word Gentile mean? It means other people. In context of this scripture, it means those that don't know God yet. The message hadn't gone to the Gentiles yet, so there was the Jews and there was the Gentiles, those that, hadn't, those that don't know God. The people that don't know God worry about the cares of this world. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus lived a life of peace. And he was encouraging the people and the followers everywhere he went to follow his example. This is our Savior. He can fall asleep in the midst of a storm. Man, I have trouble sleeping in my bed when the temperature's right, when I've taken my melatonin, <laughs> when everything's perfect, when the kids are asleep. Like, I have trouble at the best of times, let alone in the midst of a storm in a boat. Man, I can't sleep on a plane. I can't sleep anywhere. But Jesus knew this peace that he could fall asleep in the midst of his storm. It wasn't him that was freaking out. It was the humans again. Wake up, Christ. Don't you care that we're perishing? When we live his way, we find peace. You see, sometimes we want his life without living his lifestyle. I've got a mate, um, Daniel Russell, and he's friends with Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> that, that's... That may be a bit of a stretch, but um, if you've got Disney+, Plus, watch um, Limitless, episode three. Dan Russell is in there next to Chris Hemsworth. This is not a joke. He taught him how to play underwater hockey. This is a true story. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Where am I going? This is off script. You see, does Dan have the body of Chris Hemsworth? Poppy says yes. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, Poppy. But do you know what Dan doesn't have of Chris Hemsworth? Not only does he not have the body, I'm sorry, Dan. Feel free to take your shirt off later, give us a look. But, um, but he doesn't have the lifestyle of Chris Hemsworth. You see, everyone wants a life of Christ, but they're not willing to have the lifestyle of Christ. You can't tell me that Chris Hemsworth he doesn't have a dietitian, doesn't have personal trainers. He's not meal prepping on a Sunday, people. He has people to do that for him. Seriously, when he's getting in shape for a movie, he's getting woken up at night. Hey, eat more turkey. You need to eat some chicken. He's counting calories. He's doing all these things. It's, you see, we, we want his life, but not his lifestyle. We want the life of Christ. We want the peace, but we're not willing to do the lifestyle. Jesus had peace because every moment he got, he removed himself from the crowd and he spent time with his father and said, no, 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 I need time with my father. I need time with the presence. Although he was God, God needed to spend time with God to get peace in his life. We want his lifestyle. No, we need to want his lifestyle. We want his life without his lifestyle. Are we willing, church, to follow his lifestyle? Are we willing to cancel those negative thoughts out of our mind and that anxiousness and say, no, no, God, I have access to your peace, to prophesy it over yourself and your family? Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said this, come to me all, you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. You see, Jesus showed us a better way to live. 
The third thing that Jesus did, and I know we, we may know this, but it's good to be reminded this morning, is that he tagged in the Holy Spirit. Did anyone grow up watching wrestling? You know that really good real sport? You know the one I'm talking about? We, we watched it heaps as kids, but I don't know why, but I look back now, I'm like, how did I used to like find this, like, I used to sit on the edge of my, sh- on the edge of my seat, sorry, sh- on the edge of my seat. I used to sit there, and this was so intriguing. It was like, but it, it was all a setup. Looking back, I'm so disappointed. I know they're real athletes. Anyone who's finding this out for the first time, I'm sorry to disappoint. But one of my favorite things I used to watch in wrestling was the tag team matches. You know those ones, whereas like they'd have them on the ropes and they'd do a sneaky tag in, or the tag guy would jump in early and while the other one was holding him, and they'd you know win. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? A few people. I feel like I'm preaching myself here. But I'm receiving it. Thank you, Caleb. <laughs> what am I saying? Jesus tagged in the Holy Spirit. He said to his disciples, hey, I've got to get out of here because I'm sending the helper. I believe that because of the Holy Spirit evidence release in our lives, we can have access to this peace. Yeah, Jesus is ascended. But he gave us a gift of the Holy Spirit. So this doesn't mean that our God is far away, once removed. No, 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 the Holy Spirit is with us. In John 14, 25, it says, These things I've spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus gave us the gift of the helper, the Holy Spirit, which is, we have access to peace because of that. Do you know that peace is not a location? That's why it says there, not as the world gives do I give you peace. Peace is not, like I said before, it's not a yoga retreat. It's not when my kids are obeying me and asleep. That's not true peace, although it feels pretty good. No, no, true peace is not dependent on circumstance. Not not as a world gift. It's not when all my life is in order and all my ducks are in a row, then I can have peace. No, 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 I can have peace despite what we're challenging with. You see, the lie is that we have to have our mortgage low. We have to have all these nice things. We have to have all the toys, all the possessions, and then, no, 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 no. A job that we enjoy. No, we can have peace despite the circumstances. We choose peace. We need to be people that continually choose peace. I like in that song that we just sung, did you, did you sing that line how it said, peace that makes no sense. This is the peace that we have access to. Not the peace that I can justify, go, oh, I'm happy now because holidays are around the corner. Literally, it's like carols and I'm out of here, people. No. No, no, I can have peace despite what we're going through. Galatians 5, 22 to 23, we know this. This is the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. So if His Spirit is in us and it's actively growing and it has the right environment like any plant or any tree, those green thumbs give us away, Natural Green Nursery sponsor of Ormo Carols 2022. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to earn my money then. Um, 
what I'm saying? We've got to set the right environment for plants to grow. If we want the fruit of the Spirit, we have to steward our lives so that it has the right atmosphere for these fruit to grow. I want peace in my life, therefore I steward my life. I kick things out of my mind and out of my thoughts that don't belong. I spend time in His presence and I steward my life so that I can have the fruit of peace. Can I encourage us, let's be stewards of our lives so that the fruit of the Holy Spirit can grow in our lives. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Um, At Family Traditions, we have sort of growing up, and we still do, we do year about now with our Christmases. So one year with the heart side, that's Kim's side of the family, and one year with the slatcher side, which is my side of the family. And this year is the heart, so it's Kim's side of the family. But um, when it's my year, ever since I was a kid, we would sit around the Christmas tree and we'd open one present at a time. We'd take it in turn. Someone would pretend to be Santa, aka they'd put on a Santa hat, and they'd hand out a present. We would all watch them open it, and then we'd get, they'd get the next one. You know what I mean? We took it in turns to be Santa every year. What happens if dad or whoever was sent in that year gave me a present and I never opened it? And I just sort of said, oh, thank you. Everyone's like there on the edge of their seat. What, what is it, you know? It was like we had a game who could rip it off. Like we weren't that family that preserved paper. You know those people? It's like, it's a present. Just get into it, mate. Like wrapping paper is designed to be ripped. What would it be like if God gave us this gift of peace and we just left it wrapped? So now, God, I got this. I don't need anything else, God. No, I'm okay. No, no, no. We unwrap the gift of peace. We unwrap it. Can I encourage you? God has equipped and enabled us through these things, through the birth of Christ, through the death and resurrection of His Son, through the, gift of the, through the life that he lived and the example that he gave us and through the gift of the Holy Spirit, far be it from me that he would give me all this and I would leave it wrapped. And I would not live it in this life right here and right now. So are you going to open peace this Christmas? You see, sometimes we, we, we choose to magnify stress over God. Any moment we're struggling with, in, in my experience anyway, any, the moments that I'm feeling the most stressed out are the moments where I'm putting that thing or that issue or, or that interpersonal relationship or, or whatever, I'm putting that above God in my life. No, 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 I, I put God above that. And if, I, if God is the most important thing in my life, if here's what I'm focusing on, then I can have peace despite the feelings that I have. Psalm 100 verse 4 says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. You see, keys that I've found to find peace in my life, it's thanksgiving and praise. No, no, God, I'm thankful. God, I've seen you do things in my life in the past, so you know what? I can have faith that you're going to come through again. I can have peace because I've seen you calm the storms in the past. God, no, 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 you know what? Despite the feelings that I have, I'm going to praise you in the midst of it because you are the prince of peace. I can have access to peace because of you. I love what Paul writes in Philippians 4. He says, be anxious for everything, like our society today. No. I'm good at being anxious for everything. Anyone else? I don't need training in that. I need training in being anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. There it is again. Thank you, God, for what you've done. I'm thankful for who you are. Thank you for you revealing yourself to me. 
I can trust you because I've seen you move in the past. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. The peace of God, it can't be worked out. It's not a magical formula. No, 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 it's a despite what I'm feeling, I choose His peace when I hand things over to Him. We'll guard your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. So the application is this, three things for the application. The first thing is to find peace. My journey towards peace started with a journey towards God, exactly like Jaden talked about. No, no, God, I made a decision to follow Him. I opened up my heart and I said, God, I, I didn't realize that you had made a way for me to be in pure relationship with you. This gap is not too far. This chasm is not too wide. But because of your completed work, your life, your death, and your resurrection, I can have free access to relationship with you. The first step into finding peace is starting a journey with Jesus. If you haven't this morning done that, I would love to extend an invitation to you. I'm not going to labor this moment, but come talk to myself or one of the team after the service. We can journey this with you. We can pray with you. We can start a journey. Finding peace, my first step is to find God. Because He is the Prince of Peace. We start a relationship with Jesus. Step one is to find peace. Please don't leave this place without talking to one of myself or one of the team if you'd like to do that today. The second thing we need to do is to choose peace. We need to choose peace. Yeah, great. We've come into a relationship with God. We know this Jesus, we know this Prince of Peace, but can I encourage us? I, you, we need to choose peace daily. Are we going to live by the flesh or are we going to live by the Spirit? The third thing we need to do. So first thing, find peace. Step two, choose peace. Step three is become peacemakers. Also in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, in chapter five, he says, blessed are the peacemakers. Peacemakers is different to peacekeepers. Sometimes I'm a really good peacekeeper. I feel like it's all I do. But peacemaking is beyond that. Peacemaking is going, no, no, no. You're not at war with God anymore. You can live in peace. Our job is to be peacemakers. As I was preparing this message, I, I just felt to pray for a few specific things. The first thing I, I felt that we as a church need to, and maybe this is you personally, but I just felt like we, we kind of need to repent of anxiety and stress. Because in my experience, sometimes that shows that I don't fully trust God. And then there's three groups of people or individuals I'm not sure that I'd like to pray for, and we're just going to open the altar right now, but I just really feel to pray for those that aren't sleeping, and you're just going to receive the peace of God this morning. The second group or individual I'm not sure that I'd like to pray for is to feel peace in uncertainty or fear. It's like maybe you've got big life changes happening or you're going through and it's like you're just really nervous and you just can't seem to find peace on those. Can I pray for you this morning? The third group is you're stuck at a crossroads. You've just got major life decisions. And uh, one thing I've found, the peace of God is that it guides me to make godly decisions. And uh, I just would love to pray for you if you're making big decisions this morning because I believe that His peace will guide our decision-making process. So can we stand? We're just going to worship in a moment. And if you'd like prayer for one of those three groups, I'd love to pray with you right now. Jesus said this, He said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, 
and I will give you rest. God, I just lift up your church, Lord, those online and those in the room this morning. God, corporately this morning, God, I ask that you would forgive us of our stress. God, that you would forgive us of our lack of trust, Lord, that you would forgive us of our anxiety, Lord, that you would just remove us from those situations, God, as we take a fresh stand to put our trust in you. And God, I pray, Lord, that as we trust in you, it would result in peace in our mind, Lord, peace in our heart and in our soul, God. It's this peace that makes no sense, God. That's what we're believing for this morning. God, I pray, Lord, that we we would receive that afresh this morning. And God, I just pray, Lord, that as those people that I mentioned come down the front, God, I just pray in this moment, God, that you would do a work in our lives. In Jesus' name. Let's worship together. And if you want prayer this morning, please come down the front. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.